Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of Cinema Toast Crunch. As always, I'm your host, Garvis. And I'm Garvis. And I'm Kayla. All right, and our movie for this week is Bad Santa, as picked by Garvis. Right. The uh, Elder. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the unrated version. There are three different cuts of the movie Bad Santa. There is an unrated version, there is a director's cut, and there is a theatrical cut. And then Kayla was talking about she had seen it on television. That is a tamer cut than any of those combined, obviously. Yeah. Um, Bad Santa is not your typical Christmas holiday film. It is a dark comedy. It is a very adult, profane comedy. But it is funnier than anything under the sun. And before we get too far into it, why don't we go ahead and tell them what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. All right. Uh, this actually, I thought, was a pretty good week for Blu-rays and DVDs. In your major releases, we had uh, Minions, which is the third film featuring these little yellow guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, Despicable Me, Despicable Me 2, and then... Despicable Me, yeah. Yeah. I don't think you... you I said Despicable Me. She was tripping over her words. Yeah. Okay. Let's try that again from the top. Despicable Me, Despicable Me 2, and now... Minions. Right. I have not seen any of the three. Ah. Really? Really. I've seen bits and pieces... Of Despicable Me and Despicable Me 2, and that's about it. Oh. Uh, when those came out, I pretty much was going at a uh, a big clip, or a you know, constant clip, uh, not having time to go to the movies, mm. not having time to sit down and watch something, and so I've never actually sat down and watched them all the way through. Okay. Well... You might want to save yourself on Minions, because it, it is almost a very kid-centric movie. Yeah. Uh, I still will probably pick up a copy of it on uh, Blu-ray or DVD. Although, whether I buy it new or buy it you know, later at the pawn shop, or, hey, we have a holiday coming up, you know. Yeah. Uh, it may... <laughs> very well get a really good discount and somebody pick it up and stuff it in my stocking. <laughs> but um, either way, I, you know, somewhere down the line, I'm sure I'll sit down and watch it, but it's just not going to be right this now. week or, right, yeah. or next week. Um, the other big release, and this is the one that I'm most excited for this week, is Ant-Man. Mm. Yeah, we, we missed going to go see that in theaters. So did I. Uh, I have been about 50-50 on getting to see the Marvel movies in the theaters. Uh, I got to see Captain America Winter Soldier in the theater. I missed Thor The Dark World. I got to see Avengers Age of Ultron in the theater. I missed Ant-Man. So uh, I do want to see Ant-Man, but uh, yeah, you know, it just came out yesterday on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Okay. So... Uh, I got to look and see who's got it for what price, and then uh, probably would help if I had some money. Yeah, you know. Uh, other things coming out this week: 
Uh, we mentioned earlier the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 2. I think you and I may have just been talking about it off air. Uh, um, I, th I think we may have mentioned it on air briefly. Well, it's coming out, uh, or came out yesterday. Okay. And it is, I, I said I couldn't remember what it was packed in. The first one was packed in a briefcase right. that looked like what the Tesseract, the Cosmic Cube yeah. was yeah. held in. Uh, this one is packed to look like the orb from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, oh you okay. That. Okay. Well, you mentioned that he couldn't remember what it was packed in. Yeah. But I do remember him mentioning it. Okay. Well, anyway, it came out. Uh, also in line with, you know, big sets, uh, the X-Files Collector's set came out this week. Hmm. Uh, this is a Blu-ray set that includes all nine seasons ah. of the TV show. And it has a slot in it open and available for you to put the new miniseries. It's just being okay. You know, played this year. Eventually, I'm going to go back and watch The X-Files. I remember it being on TV yeah. and seeing it and then being dissatisfied because nothing ever happened. <laughs> Depends on which episodes you watch. The, uh, the episode with the Fluke Man is really good. Uh, there's an episode that takes place in Antarctica or hmm. some type of a... Icy terrain. Right. And it's really good. Uh, there's an episode with, um, I believe, Charles Nelson Riley. Okay. That's probably not right. I'm probably... I've got my people confused. The, uh, the title is... Uh, oh, shoot. I can't even think of the title of the episode now. But um, anyway, it is a really good one. It's written, this guy was supposed, I think, if I remember the story correctly, he was um, doing reporting on the X-Files for like a National Enquirer type magazine or Weekly World News type magazine. And nobody believed him, you know. Right. But this was his version's of some of the uh, X-Files cases or whatever. Ah, uh, okay. And it was uh, rather humorous as well as being you know, a good episode. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, th there are some really good episodes. I haven't watched all of it. I uh, bought, when I was first getting my DVDs, I bought a copy of the X-Files Season 2. Got it at a pawn shop. And I was going to watch all the episodes. And I think I got through a couple or three of them and then got busy and didn't get around to get back to them. Yeah. And then my set got stolen when we mm. had the big robbery. So uh, I have replaced it now. And I've got about six of the nine seasons. But I think two of the ones I've got are the new, well, not the newest, but the the in-between set, it's a slimline type oh, okay. release, but it's still in the the cardboard. It's got a yeah. uh, a plastic sleeve in the cardboard sleeve. And uh, while I'm glad to have it, it does not have all the bonus features that were on the original releases, which were the big uh, chunky fold-outs yeah. with an extra disc full of extra information. Right. Plus the, uh, the bit rate that they recorded the episodes at on the the disc was a lot uh, higher on mm -hmm. the original ones, or lower, higher bit rate, yeah. 
Um, and it took up more space. So, uh, okay. Anyway, it ended up causing those sets to have one disc more than oh, the okay. the slimline editions did. And I'm, you know, weird and picky like that. Yeah. Um, Movie-wise, uh, Transporter Refueled is coming out okay. on Blu-ray and DVD. Now, we discussed that uh, in our What's Out in Theaters this week segment in one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. So I'm not going to go back over it, but it is now available for home viewing. Okay. And then we've got some, some oddball titles that I just... I told you this was a, a big week. I couldn't yeah. pass up some of these. We had um, the Garbage Pail Kids movie is now out on Blu-ray. <laughs> I heard that was just basically a massive train wreck from start to finish. I've heard so many horrible things about it, but it has such a cult following now. It's creepy. I've got the DVD, but I've never watched it. And the DVD box is pretty subtle. It's like almost a, a black you know, cover with just, I'm thinking it's got like one of the garbage pill kids peeking out mm. from something or not. So you don't, don't Actually, even, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, you don't even get really a good picture of that. Well, the Blu-ray cover looks like they went through the card set, oh. found, you know, a dozen of the most outlandish looking characters. Oh, no. And... <laughs> Put them all on the cover. Put them all together on the cover. It looks really disgusting, but also really neat. Okay. So, uh, that's out there. Um, A movie I remember from uh, childhood, uh, Bobby Joe and the Outlaw. And I know I said I remembered it from my childhood, and you might be thinking, oh, so it's some sweet little children's film. No, no, no. It's nothing like that. Uh, Sounds like a Western. No, not a Western. It is a car chase film. Okay. And I don't remember... I think it's Marjo Gortner and I want to say maybe Linda Carter, TV's Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, I think they're the stars on it. But um, it was just one of those uh, drive-in films that were real popular when I was a kid. And... I was in junior high, and it showed up on HBO. Okay. And with it being on HBO, I could watch it. And so I sat down and I watched it. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, but I believe uh, there's a topless scene in it, which is what it became kind of famous for hmm. uh, among the uh, <laughs> the other members of my uh my school, you know, we were like, hey, did you see that? Oh, yeah, 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 I saw that. So, um, anyway, it's out now on Blu-ray. Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins is out on DVD. I didn't see it listed for Blu-ray, so it may be just a DVD-only release. Okay. Uh, this came out in the late, mid to late 80s, and it was supposed to be the first film in a new series. And it was based on a series of paperbacks called, I believe, The Destroyer. Okay. And there were, I would guess, 60 to 100 of these Destroyer novels out. Um, Max Boland, I believe, was the uh, the character's name. 
and they thought, well, this will make a great series for movies, and they hired Fred Ward. Okay. Do you recognize that name? Yes. And what series do you remember him from? Tremors. Right. They hired him to play Remo Williams, and I'm trying to think of the name of the actor. They got to play his uh, Asian-American, well, Asian uh, mentor, but um, the actor was not Asian, obviously. Ah. Uh, But it was still, it was a fun movie, and I'm sorry it didn't get a, a sequel. But uh, for years, it's been just kind of out there MIA, and it's finally being released on DVD. Ah. Uh, we got another film, older film, uh, Taboo. This is also known as Taboo, A Story of the South Seas. Okay. Uh, it's a silent film, or I believe it's silent. It's from 1931. T-A-B-U? Yeah, yeah I looked it up on IMDb. That's where... It's under Taboo, a uh, story of the South Seas. But um, it was uh, directed by F.W. Murnau. Okay. Not a name I recognize. Uh, well, it should be. F.W. Murnau was the director behind Nosferatu. Oh, okay. Which is why I say I think this one's a silent. 31 and yeah. Murnau. It was his last film. They said he was killed in a car wreck uh, shortly after completing the film, and he was working on the music, actually, at the time. But um, it's out from Kino Lorber uh, DVD and Blu-ray, and they are really good with these uh, older titles. I've got their uh, release of Phantom of the Opera, and they did one of Lon Chaney, uh, Lon Chaney Sr.'s uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame also. Hmm. So, you know, I, I'm always a little excited when they, they release something or when I pick up something that they've released. Yeah. And uh, this being Murnau and being, you know, 1931. And it's got a beautiful poster. And they're one of these companies that doesn't try to give you some Photoshopped uh, picture image on the front of the DVD case, they go back to that original classic artwork, oh. and that's what they use. And so, you know, that, that's one I would... If I saw it in the stores, I would even be tempted to pick it up at, you know... Full the, retail price? Well, maybe not full retail price, but, you know, in the 1999 oh, yeah. category. Uh, I probably wouldn't, simply because I've got so many DVDs I yeah. haven't watched, but it would it would definitely tempt me. And the final thing I wanted to mention in new releases, and as I said, this is more than I normally bring up, but there was just so many things that I went, ooh, ah, you know, <laughs> uh, is the Merv Griffin Show. They are releasing the best of the Merv Griffin Show, or best of the 60s, best of the 70s, and best of the 80s. Three different collections. Uh, Merv Griffin was a talk show host. Back when I was in grade well, 60s, 70s, yeah. 80s. When I was in grade school, junior high, and... High school. High school. And um, he was... I, I didn't really watch his show, but I remember it. Hmm. So, uh, it's one of those things I go, oh, okay, I wouldn't mind seeing some of those just to see if our 
recall, and I, I always have a fascination with TV shows from the 70s. And right. From the, the 60s. Now, I believe, and I may be wrong with this, because while I have watched a lot of Seinfeld, I'm not a Seinfeld nut like a lot of people are. Right. But I believe there was an episode of Seinfeld where Kramer actually bought the set from the old Merv Griffin show and set it up in his living room. It sounds vaguely familiar, like I've heard someone talk about that before. Yeah. But, again, I'm not a Seinfeld nut either, so I really don't know all this. Right. Um, if, if I had somebody here that was, you know, we could get clarification. Oh, yeah. But, uh, anyway, I just, I felt that was interesting. And if I didn't look to see what the price was on those, but if they were cheap enough, that's something that also would interest me to add to the collection. The, uh, the X-Files said I made the mistake of looking to see what the price was on it. <laughs> and, uh, it was on sale for, I think, like, $260 or something like so that. So your wallet screamed. Uh, it couldn't scream because it passed out when it saw that. <laughs> so this is why he's written it to us. Hedgehog mm. Christmas, Hedgehog Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know mentioning that to you for Christmas would be like mentioning it to the cat there. Uh, and Cat, you heard him. I wouldn't blame you one bit. That's <laughs> more than... Uh, yeah. You know, it's one of those things, I'll wait. When I find it in the pawn shop for 40 bucks or 60 bucks. I'll put it on layaway, pay $2 every couple weeks, and, you know, yeah. next year I'll have the set I wanted. Yeah. You know, that's just the way I do things. <laughs> uh, new releases in theaters this week. We really only have one. There are several films coming out, but they're limited release or uh, limited release films that are going wide. Um... Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some of this, and it's like you've got uh, the boy. Well, let me go ahead and pull up the full list here. Um, because, like, the, the the movie that's coming out, the big one, is In the Heart of the Sea. This is directed by Ron Howard, and it stars Chris Hemsworth, who we all know as. Thor. Thank you, although I was pointing to Kayla. I know, but I was she's. I say the Huntsman, but okay. Um. Anyway, it's uh, the story that basically, the story of the story that inspired Moby, Moby Dick. Dick. Yeah. And I've seen TV ads for it. Let's face it, there have been plenty of TV ads and a lot of internet ads on this movie. And it, it does look kind of cool. It looks good. It looks, when I saw Titanic. There was something about looking out and seeing the shots of that ship going down and stuff that just took your breath away. And there are scenes in this trailer of the whale and the ship and the tail out in the water and stuff that just... I look at those and I'm just in awe of yeah. how wonderful those shots look. So I wouldn't mind seeing it. At the same time, it's not a film that I feel like right now I've got the time to go to the theater and see but it's a film that I would much rather see on the big screen than the small screen because yeah. of the scope and the the expanse yeah that uh, it takes in almost like um, Avatar blue people nuts uh, well they they finally differentiated because the one we don't talk about the other is Avatar yeah yeah um, 
But yeah, now I've seen some of the trailers for uh, In the Heart of the Sea. Yeah. And every time I see them, it just reminds me, I want to go see this movie. Yeah. Like I said, I want to see it on the big screen, but I just don't want to go see it right now. I'm not in the mood to uh, sit down and watch. I, I'm sure it's well over two. Pull up back to the top. How long is it? Yeah, two hours and a minute. And I'm not really wanting to sit for that long on the little bit of time that I've got out, you know, or got yeah. away from work. Uh, to watch this movie. Yeah, but yeah. if somebody dragged you to it, you wouldn't argue. Possibly. <laughs> I would probably yeah. tell them I'd rather go see, you know... Something Krampus. else. Yeah. <laughs> well, Krampus is out that looks good, and there was another one that... Uh, uh, well, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 is also out right Good now. Dinosaur is out still, Good too. Dinosaur, I think, was the other one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mockingjay, I still haven't seen Part 1. I still right. haven't seen... The rest of them. I've seen the first one, and that was it. Yeah. So. No, the other limited release movies we've got is like Bleeding Heart, The Boy and the World, uh, The Boy and the World. Let me get my words correct here. Uh, Don Verdeen, uh, The Lady in the Van, The Big Short. Now, the Big Short is one I wouldn't mind seeing. I just saw an ad for that somewhere, and I don't remember where. Well, it's directed by Adam McKay. And he did, I believe, The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Uh, I believe that's the same guy. I'm not entirely sure. I think he might have been the one that finally ended up directing Ant-Man. Um, uh, Adam McKay? Yeah. I'm not okay. not 100% certain. I'm hmm. thinking that's what it was. Okay. But, but, no, I saw, uh, but I saw a trailer for that, I want to say, on TV today. Yeah, I've seen a trailer for it on TV. And uh, I was just reading about it in the uh, the SAG nominations. Right. Um, yeah. Anchorman, the other guys, Step Brothers. Ant-Man. Yeah. Mexican Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, well, these are all writing credits. Oh, okay. Okay, so he had a writing credit in Ant-Man. We want director credits. Uh, Big Short. Anchorman. Yeah. Uh, other guys... Okay, so he wasn't the director on Ant-Man, but he... Was part of the writing staff. Part of the writing crew. I knew... I heard his he name. He also directed Talladega Nights. Ugh. Uh, you know... Okay, I would go off on a wild tangent here if it weren't for the fact that, you know... Yeah, we, we, we've got a, a show to keep doing. I, I've seen Talladega Nights. Okay. And... I regret subjecting myself to that steaming pile. Will Ferrell does a good job of acting in it, but the whole but the whole movie is just like, oh. Well, I have it on DVD. I haven't sat down and watched all of it. It's one of those I wouldn't mind doing sometime, but um, just never really have felt like uh, getting yeah. into it. Now. I mentioned the SAG Awards, and you've pulled it up. Yeah. Before we get to that, uh, as I said, we're going to keep throughout awards season talking about the, the big yeah. announcements. The Boston Online Film Critics announced their winners for Best Picture okay. this week. Now, keep in mind this is the Boston Online Film Critics, which is separate from the Boston Film Critics. Right. And which film do you think took their best picture? Uh, which film do I think took their best picture? Uh, well, it'd have to be one that's 
been out and been in theaters already. Not necessarily. It has to be one that's being released in 2015. Okay. Mm. So but, that, but I will say it is one that has been in theaters. Okay. Uh, like I said, I don't remember too much that came out in 2015 outside of, you know, some of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Jurassic Park and well, Jurassic World. Don't um, Oh, is it a major movie that I would have possibly seen? Yes. Is it one that we've watched for this? Uh, no. Okay, so it's not Jurassic World. No. Okay. Is it potentially Age of Ultron? No. Okay. Uh, I am at a loss because I don't remember what all and all else came out this year. Uh, you know, Outside I've had a minions. deja vu feeling. Um, it's an action film, right? Yes. Is it Mad Max? Yes. Fury oh, okay. Road. We had this conversation before. No, we had this uh, when last week the National Board of Review uh, awarded Mad Max Fury Road Best Picture. And once again, as I said, Boston Online Film Critics has chosen Mad Max Fury Road for Best Picture. But this time, for Best Director, they went with George Miller, the director of Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Um, the National Board of Review, if you remember, went with Ridley Scott for The Martian. Right. But uh, they swept picture and director with uh, okay. George Miller taking director and Mad Max Fury Road taking picture. And didn't okay. you get to see it? No. He's still not seen it. We've seen it. And I was up at Walmart after they had their Black Friday sales and yeah. everything. And they still had stuff left over from the big yeah. promotion. And they had Mad Max Fury Road on Blu-ray for nine ninety nine, and I meant to grab it, and I got busy with something else, and I just forgot. Ah, oh, uh, and it was as bad as me and Garvis in the shrimp scampi. Yeah, well, not hardly because. Well, I would have <laughs> kept Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> long after your shrimp scampi was but a memory. <laughs> I don't know, it's shrimp scampi. Yeah, it was on sale. Uh, but anyway, but. The SAG Awards came out, or the nominations were announced, uh, I believe, this morning. And for those of you that aren't aware, SAG stands for the Screen Actors Guild. And this is one of the major awards. And it's also, in many ways, sometimes a good indicator for which way votes are going to go for the Oscars. Right. And the reason for that is the major the people that vote for the Oscars for the Academy Awards, the majority of them are actors, right? And so the Screen Actors Guild, since it's voting for actors and they're all actors, yeah. uh, you're getting an idea of where their mindset is, right? Now they do not actually have a best picture category, but what they do have is best performance by a cast. In a motion picture. Okay. And the films that were nominated for best performance by a cast in a motion picture were Beasts of No Nation. Okay. The Big Short. Okay. Spotlight. Straight Out of Compton. And Trumbo. Okay. So you've got a whole new list of. Potential Best Picture yeah. nominees there. I started, because I was looking at it over your shoulder earlier. Yeah, too. And uh, 
Uh, well, they've got outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. You've got Brian Cranston as Dalton Trumbo from Trumbo. Right. Johnny Depp as James Whitey Bulger uh, from Black Mass. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Hugh Glass from The Revenant. Um, Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs, which actually looked really interesting. Yeah. It, it bombed in theaters, but... Yeah. And then, uh, is that Eddie Redmayne? Yeah. Okay, I wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, in The Danish Girl. In The Danish Girl, yeah. I could not begin to pronounce either one of those names. Yeah, it looks like... Because uh, Eddie Redmayne was the one that played Stephen Hawking's last year. Oh, okay. In The, the Theory of Everything. Yeah. I believe was the name of it. Uh, it looks like he's playing a transgendered oh, okay. uh, character in this. Because I was looking at the pictures of the nominees, and it's him... But he's in a dress, and he's got on a yeah. lady's wig, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role. You've got Kate Blanchett uh, as... Uh, in Carol. In Carol. I'll just read the movies. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to butcher half of these names. Right. Well, Carol, if you remember, we've discussed several times in the show. Yeah. Uh, Kate Blanchett is the older married woman. Right. Uh, in Carol. Yeah. Um... Is that supposed to be Brie, Brie Larson? Brie Larson from Room. Right. Uh, Helen Mirren from Woman in Gold. Yep. <laughs> and I, I knew as soon as I got there I would forget because you told me what yeah. the, the actual pronunciation is. Searsha. Searsha. Do you get Searsha out of that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're weird. Uh, but Searsha Ronan uh, from Brooklyn. And Sarah Silverman... From I Smile Back. Yep. And, of course, we've got, uh, you know, outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role. You've got uh, Christian Bale from The Big Short, which, you know, I, like I said, I've seen tra I've seen one trailer for, and it looked like an interesting movie. Yeah. Uh, Idris Elba from Beasts of No Nation. And I like Idris Elba as an actor. You know, I do, too. Uh, he First thing I actually saw him in was uh, when he was doing an extended guest appearance on The Office. Ah. Had no idea who he was. Pacific Rim? Uh, I remember seeing yeah. him in Pacific Rim, but he was also in a show called The Wire, which I've seen pop up in a couple places, but I don't remember if I've got any of it or not. Yeah, he was in The Wire, and that is one of those shows like Breaking Bad, stuff that everybody tells you is just so fantastic, and I've never gotten around to watching it. And I now have... All five seasons on DVD. Okay. So I have no excuse other than I don't have the time. Ah. Let's see. Um, let's mark what? Rylance? Uh, Rylance. Rylance. Uh, Rylance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from Bridge of Spies. Uh, Michael Shannon from 99 Homes. Um, Jacob Tremblay. From Room. Yeah, he, if I'm not mistaken, is the little boy in that film. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, that's the one about the mother and the little boy that are stuck in a room. Oh, okay. For... His Sounds entire life. actually rather familiar. Like, I've seen a trailer for it or something. You yeah. did. You and I, because you saw the trailer, and you saw the picture of it, and he was wearing some kind of a weird hat. Oh, okay. And you thought it was It was like, something else. Yeah, yeah, and we watched the trailer. And, and it was, okay. I, I like it. Anyway. Uh, female actor in supporting role, you've got Rooney Mara from Carol, uh, Rachel McAdams from Spotlight, Helen Mirren from Trumbo, uh, Alicia... Vikander, or Vikander. Vikander, yeah. yeah. From The Danish Girl. 
and Kate Winslet from Steve Jobs. Yep. There's a lot of good actors and actresses there. Yeah. And a lot of movies I'd like to see, but, um, you know, the problem is I used to, when it came time for the Oscars, I would go see a bunch of these movies. Right. Because I wanted to see the performances. I wanted to see the films. And yeah. it's not that I don't like them. It's just that I've got so little time to sit down and watch a movie. I've got so little time to go to the theater to see a movie. Right. That if I'm going to sit down and watch a film and take two hours or... More, An hour and a half, two hours or so. Or more, yeah, out of my, my day and the short amount of time I have free that I don't have to be at work or sleeping. Right. Then I want to be entertained. I don't necessarily want to be educated. I don't necessarily want to have to do a lot of heavy thinking. Yeah. You know, I want to be entertained. And so... Well, I would love to see a film like, you know, Carol. Yeah. Okay? Because I love to watch a good performance. Good performances are, you know, entertainment in themselves. Yeah. But it's a much more heavy subject and a much more dramatic um, human relation type situation than I feel like dealing with. You know, give me something light and breezy that I can relax to, that I can forget about you know, the, the work week and just enjoy escaping to this other yeah world, if you will, for yeah a short while. Uh, that's why, like I said, The Heart of the Sea, I'd love to see on the big screen, but it's not the type of movie right now that I want to go see. If I want to go see a movie, I want to go see an Ant-Man or I want to go see a, you know, good dinosaur yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah, um, somewhere you just kind of lean back and go, okay, take me away, movie. Yeah, or a good comedy. You know, yeah. I'd love to see a good comedy. Anyway, well, speaking of good comedies... Yeah. So, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, this week's movie is Bad Santa. Starring Billy Bob Thornton and... Uh, I can't think of the woman's name right now to save my life. Uh, she was in the Gilmore Girls. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Lauren Graham. There we go. Okay. Billy Bob Thornton and Lauren Graham with Bernie Mac and uh, John Ritter and... Um, oh, I know I'm going to say the wrong Tony. I want to say Tony Todd. Tony Cox. Mm. Yeah, it's like Tony Todd is big tall guy, played Candyman, and Tony Cox is a uh, height-challenged actor. <laughs> um, they're both African-American. They're both really good performers. I'm right. a huge fan of both of them, actually. Uh, Tony Todd has been in uh, a couple... Let's see, he was in Rob Zombie's um, Devil's Rejects. Okay. He was in, I think, the remake of... Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Um, so anyway. Anyway. But this is Tony Cox. This is the the shorter of the two. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so, so I have never seen this movie. 
you are in for a treat. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bad Santa was the antidote to all the saccharine sweet Christmas films that have been out there. It was directed by Terry Zwigoff or Zwigoff. I think it's Zwigoff. Uh, he was the uh, the man who did the uh, documentary on Robert Crumb. Okay. The underground cartoonist. Uh, was it was written according to this by uh, Glenn Ficarra and John Requa, but uh, as I understand it, the Coens had a hand in this film as well, yeah. uh, and the Cohen brothers, you know, they have kind of an odd, <laughs> yeah, odd sense of humor and uh, look at uh, the world, but it is. It, as I said, it's not your typical holiday film. And there were a lot of people, when it first came out, there were people taking their children, oh, look, it's Christmas time and there's a new Santa movie out. Oh! And uh, I assume that the people selling them tickets would go, um, you do realize <laughs> that this is an R-rated film, right? Uh, basically, this is a story of an alcoholic Santa with uh, some other issues and the way he's going about dealing with things. Uh, now, okay. you're you have not seen it. No, I have not seen it. I've not even seen. I might have. I might have seen like the trailers for it. Yeah, that's about as much as I would have seen. So, what do you know about it, or what are you expecting from this, or what are your expectations? Um, I know jack shit. About this movie. Okay. Is that Jack Frost's brother? Um, second cousin, twice removed. Okay. Uh, what I'm expecting... Uh, I'm expecting it to be enjoyable. I'm expecting to laugh at stuff in it. Yeah. Because, you know, just... You know, the, the, the cast alone helps because, you know... I, you know, I've seen a couple of things that Billy Bob Thornton's been in. Yeah. Can't name them right off the top of my head because, you know, I've got terrible memory. Um, I've seen some of Bernie Mac's stuff. Yeah. He, he had a TV show at one yeah. point, I think, didn't he? Yeah. The Bernie Mac show. Yeah. And I watched a bunch of it, and I liked it. It's like one of the few, like, TV shows out there, you know, that I've enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, you know... Like I said, I'm expecting it to be, you know, fun, funny, you know, very entertaining. Yeah. Well, let me uh, give everybody a heads up. This is definitely not the movie to watch if you have any sorts of problems with profanity. <laughs> now, <laughs> you said you saw it on television, correct? Yeah. You saw the butchered version. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. Was there very much profanity in the version you saw? Well, there's some that get by on television, but if you count like the big ones, no. Yeah. Um, the theatrical version. Uh, the word fuck and its variations are used 159 times. Nice. <laughs> the term shit appears 73 times. 
amid a total of approximately 300 profanities. Oh, wow. We will be watching the unrated version, <laughs> which ups the ante to 170 uses of the word fuck, 74 uses of shit, 31 uses of ass, 10 uses of bitch, and one use of bastard. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's not exactly Scarface. Right. But it is... As I said, if language bothers you in the least, I was having a discussion with a friend of mine at work, and we were talking about Pulp Fiction. And I was saying how much I loved it. And she said, well, she didn't particularly care for it because of all the F-bombs. And I'm, well, you know, that doesn't bother me in the least. And I thought, you know, okay, this definitely would not be the holiday film for her, you know, to watch. Yeah. But uh, there are people out there that this bothers them. And if it is... Wait till it comes on TV and watch when you can watch it. In. Yeah. And I was just reading over, like, one of the other trivia pieces. Yeah. It says, the Czech Republic's title for this film translates as Santa is a pervert. Yes. Which I thought was Cute. funny. Yeah. Uh, well, before you read two... Yeah, see, there we go. Joel Cohen, Ethan Cohen, and Terry Zweigoff revised the screenplay. Ah. I knew they had something to do with the writing. Uh, before you read too much more of this and spoil yourself... Yeah. ...on the, uh, the movie... Let's uh, let's go ahead, leave them with the trailer, and go see the movie. Right. All right. You have all been chosen for the starring role as Santa Claus. Damn it! It's Christmas time. What do you want? Well, what do you want? What are you doing? When it came to holiday spirit... Look who's here. It's Santa. I'm on my lost break, okay? Willie's never had it. It's not real. Well, it was real. I got sick and all the hair fell out. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman that wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? No, it was her sister. Oh, no. But he's gonna get it. You're that kid. Where's your sleigh? It's in the shop. Where's the reindeer? I stable them. Where's the stable? Next to the shop. How do they sleep? Are you messing with me? There's something about the guy that makes me uneasy. Maybe there's something I could fire him for. A man is a sexual being. Yeah. Now, a hopeless kid. Wedgie. And a Santa nobody liked. Are teaching each other a lesson. Is that your underwear? Part of it. Where's the rest of it? Actually, I don't want to know. On November 21st, put your dukes up. You're going to learn to stand up for yourself. Oh, no. Scream at him. Ah! Steve. He is pathetic. Scream! Be loud! Ah! You don't hit enough. What's wrong with you? He's just a kid. I told you I didn't want to do this. Huh? Good. This holiday season, the naughtiest guy in town just might discover he's a really sweet kid isn't he yeah i guess so how to be nice good night santa good night mrs santa's sister billy bob thornton so do you like kids what do you think i'm some kind of pervert or something i just mean because you're santa claus huh. bernie mac Get him out of here. What do you mean, get him out of here? I'm a dwarf. So unless you got a forklift handy, maybe you should lend a hand, hmm? Got some lip on you, midget. Yeah? Well, these lips were on your wife last night. Tony Cox. Bad Santa. I beat up some kids today. But it was for a purpose. It made me feel good about myself. You need many years of therapy. 
And we're back from watching Bad Santa. Yes. Getting that... in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah. I love we did that last week. <laughs> this was a really funny movie. Yes. I'm kind of sad I didn't get to go see it, you know, in theaters or anywhere else. <laughs> I'm not sure how well it would have went over in theaters. Uh, it did well enough that uh, they're now, what, 12, 13 years afterwards, uh, looking at a sequel, possibly. Uh, there was already a sequel. No. No, the reason why you see Badder Santa was because they released... Uh, the underrated version. Right. Yeah. Which is the one we watched. And yeah. it was filthy. Yes. But it was funny. funny. Yes. I, uh, the first time I ever watched it, I wasn't, I don't know, I was, it wasn't what I was expecting. Right. And that happens with me quite a bit. I'll go in, I've got certain expectations, and so I'm disappointed in a film. But then I'll go back and I'll watch it again. And now having, you know, not having those expectations going in, I can sit back and I can enjoy it for its own. And that's what I did with Bad Santa. And from the second time I watched it on, I just loved that film. Um, the same thing happened to me with, uh, oh shoot, what was the other one that, uh, Boogie Nights. Mm. I saw Boogie Nights in the theater, and I was like, eh, okay, it was all right. But it was one of those that stuck with me, and I kept thinking back on it more and more as time went on. As yeah. Each day and each week, I'd remember something, and I'd th that was really funny, or that was really, you know, an interesting way of doing something. And it's the same thing with Bad Santa. You know, I, like I said, I watched it the first time, and I was, I was expecting... An adult comedy, you know, with the Christmas theme. But I was expecting a different type of comedy. I wasn't uh. really expecting the serious, um, uh, dark comedy that you got with this movie. Yeah. And so while I thought, okay, you know, it's not bad. It didn't, didn't click with my expectations the first viewing. And then when I went back the second time and watched it, knowing not to expect, you know, a, a Caddyshack or a Blazing Saddles type right. of humor, uh, I loved it. I just, yeah. you know, I, I went back a couple or three times after that and said, okay, I've got to watch this again. Oh, it's Christmas. Got to pull out Bad Santa. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, I, I'm never disappointed. Yeah, I, I'll safely say I wasn't disappointed with this either. Yes. And I wasn't so much expecting it to be as serious as it was, you know. Yeah. But it it was all there enough that it's like, okay, this is funny. I was expecting the kid to be like some, you know, giant asshole that like, you know, um, you know, the main character just kind of identified with. Yeah. And you know, he comes in and he's this, you know little roly-poly pushover. I'm like, okay, I'll roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just... He's a sweet little kid. Yeah. Um, real quickly, why don't you give him the, the plot of the movie? That's something we forget every <laughs> every few weeks we 
we remember it and then we forget the next two or three. It's like, <laughs> you know, okay, we just watched the movie, so we know what it's about, but yeah, a lot of people listening may not have seen it or may not have seen it for several years and have forgotten. Right. So, basically, the plot of Bad Santa is... Uh, now, help me out here, because I've already... Willie and Marcus. <laughs> uh, yeah. They have a kind of, like, heist go on. Uh, they play as Santa and... His uh, elf. His elf, and basically uh, gets they... into balls and poses as the Santa Claus and elf. And, and then... they scope the place out, and they rob it at the very end of the, the stint. Yeah. Right. And the whole time... Um, you know, Billy Bob Thornton's character is like, well, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. This this is the last time. And every time, you know, he's called back and he comes right back to do it again. Right. But what made this time different was, you know, he met the kid. He kind of, you know, got attached to the kid because the kid didn't have anyone to, you know, really watch over him. And, you know, the kid kind of saw him, you know, he's, you know, he looks like Santa, but he saw them as more of like, I guess this, you know, you know, father figure that wasn't, you know, that isn't really there for him right now. Yeah. Or something to that effect. And at the end of the movie, you know, it's, you know, well, I don't want to spoil the end, but. Well, you know. we spoil everything. Yeah. So. Uh, but, yeah, and then at the end, you know, he's got, you know, he's basically had this, you know, change of heart. And he's like, oh, I want to get a present for the kid. Right. And, you know, in the middle of the whole thing, you know, forgets that he's given the letter to the kid. Yeah. He's trying to get back to get the present to him. Get shot eight times. And they missed all those vital organs. Except for his liver. Which is fucked anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just... I mean, that's basically it. It's Well, know, uh, missing a few very salient points there, though. Or salient points. One of those being that uh, Willie, the quote-unquote bad Santa, yeah. is a raging alcoholic. Yeah. And... Uh, Part of the trivia, they said Billy Bob Thornton admitted that during the filming of the movie, a lot of the time he himself was drunk. Yeah, I read that right before we went to go watch. It's like, okay, I know what to expect a little bit now. Yeah. But um, he is an alcoholic. He's drunk all the time. He smokes like a freight train. And he cusses like a sailor. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's anything but. The Santa Claus you would want to take your child to see. Yeah. And he and Marcus, yeah, they have this con that they run every year. And they end up robbing the stores. They get all the money out of the safe, which Christmas Eve, they've had, you know, a lot of business. And the banks are closed, so they keep it in their safe till uh, the next business day. And they go in and they clear out the safe, plus they rob the store of any goods or products that they particularly want. Yeah. Especially and Marcus's male or wife Lulu or something? Lois. Lois. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, this year the store detective played by Bernie Mac has caught on to them and uh, decides he wants half. Right. And gets to pick through whatever they're, uh, you know, taking out as far as merchandise. Oh, he did get half his ribs broken. Oh. Then he got fully <laughs> killed. Yeah. So, uh, I was actually expecting him to have a bigger role in the movie. Yeah. No, the movie is pretty much all Billy Bob and the, the kid. Yeah. And uh, Lauren Graham as the uh, 
Mrs. Santa's sister. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Santa obsessed you? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was it was well worth sitting down to watch. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I, I do love it. It's got a lot of uh, very quotable lines in it. Yeah. Uh, maybe not in mixed company, but... You know. Yeah. I don't know. Next time when I hear someone ask for ask to make us a sandwich, I'm probably going to snicker. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's possible, too. Um, you recognize the grandmother, by the way? Yeah. Um, I've seen her play in a few other uh, shows and movies, but I can't... Cloris Leachman. Huh. Uh, she was Frau Bluka in Young Frankenstein. She was also on um, Beer Pong as uh, the grandmother. Well, I don't think Dad's seen Beer Pong. Uh-huh. No. Uh, and she's in a... She was in a TV series just recently. I'm trying to think of the name. Raising Hope, I believe. Uh, oh. Yeah, she the was, grandmother as well. Well, I didn't think she was going to play the teenage daughter, you know. <laughs> Actually, there's no teenage daughter. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. But oh man, it, it was it was a fun watch. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah, she's also does the voice of a uh um the mom the the grandmother no the pirate mother <laughs> from uh, Castle in the Sky. She has a voice for her. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the grandmother in the cruise. Yeah, in the cruise. And she's a voice in the Iron Giant somewhere. Um, I can find. A, wow. Well, She's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's Raising Hope. I didn't realize she was in Phineas and Ferb, which is... Yeah. Oh, okay. She's... Doofus for a smother. Yeah. The only reason I even bring that up is because it's like one of the few Disney shows I can, you know, stand to sit down and watch without going, someone shoot me now. Dude, stop scrolling. I'm going to scroll. Well, yeah. one of the things interesting about Cloris Leachman... Um, Mel Brooks made the producers, and they turned the producers into a Broadway musical. Okay. And so then they came back and they were like, well, what other Mel Brooks films can we turn into a Broadway musical? And they thought, you know, Young Frankenstein. Okay. And so they did a Broadway musical version of Young Frankenstein. And Cloris Leachman wanted to play the role of Fra Luca in the Broadway version of Young Frankenstein. Okay. And I believe Mel Brooks was the one that said, you know, no, 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 I'm, I'm sure she's she's too old for this now. <laughs> you know? And she basically came in and, you know, <laughs> showed him she was not too old for Aha. it. She put on a performance, and I was like, yeah, okay, maybe I was wrong, you know? Yeah. Anyway, and the voice she played in The Iron Giant was Mrs. Uh, Tensedge. Yeah, I haven't seen The Iron Giant in so long, I couldn't Same here. I think she also did a voice in Ponyo. That's what it said up there. Uh, she might have been the, the older lady from Ponyo, but... Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, this movie, uh, I would definitely give it a five. It was a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I've watched it many times over the last several years, and you know it's a, it's a five for me. Yeah. Kayla? Five. Now, I have to ask, 
It was better what, than the cable. Was it? Was there any differences between this? Yes. Version? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think all the fucking is a big difference. Yeah. And all the you know fucking. Yeah. So. And don't forget the tit shots. Yeah, the strip club. Oh yeah. I hardly even remember that. Uh, one thing I th was reading on the IMDb and their trivia that I thought too was interesting is they said, you know, Jack Nicholson had read the script and wanted to do the movie. Mm. But he was already committed to uh, Something's Gotta Give. Yeah. And uh, that Bill Murray was actually signed on huh. to play Willie at one point, but dropped out to do Lost in Translation. And while I can see both of those actors in the role, I yeah. can't see either one of them doing it nearly as well as Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, I got to agree on that. Um, Bill Murray, I love him in everything just about I've seen him in. But I can't picture him, you know, being nearly as profane and as drunken and as debauched as Billy Bob Thornton was. Yeah. He's just, even when his character is, you know, is reprehensible, He's still the lovable Bill Murray. Right. You know? Which, speaking of Bill Murray, just to get off track here just a tiny bit. Yeah. Uh, you remember the movie he was in recently, Rock the Casbah? Yeah. yeah. Did you hear that it bombed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I I would assume you did, but... Yeah, it's like everything that was coming out right around then just bombed. Rock the Casbah bombed. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse bombed. And then Jim and the Holograms we were talking about was... It was pulled. Yeah, it was called the biggest bomb... In recent history, I believe. Wow. I think that didn't bump was goosebumps. Well, well, either way, I I haven't heard anything. Well, know, more about it. it came out and yeah, that was about it. Uh, I'm sure in a few months we'll be hearing about it coming out on DVD. But, Probably. Uh, anyway. Did you all ever make it to the theater to see yeah. it? We did. Okay. Yeah, it was. Little side note here. It was. For for me and her, considering <laughs> these were books we grew up on, yeah, it was kind of cool to go and see this movie, yeah, and see Jack Bat Jack then Jack Back listen Jack Black play R L Stein, yeah, and then R L Stein actually does a little cameo in it. If you get to see it at the end, yeah, okay. He has aged something yeah. mean. He still looks like himself, but he, yeah. time was not kind to him, yeah. as far as I could tell. One of my favorite scenes in it is when they show all the book characters, and I'm just naming off books left and right. Yeah, like, they they brought all the monsters into it as as many as they could. Yeah, but no, it was just kind of neat because like you don't see R.L. Stein till the end of the movie. Yeah, and literally, you know what's happened is uh, Jack Black's character R.L. Stein has taken over the writing department. Yeah. And they pass each other in the hallway, and they literally go, Mr. Stein, Mr. Black. Uh-huh. And because, you know, he was the new, because R.L. Stein was the new drama teacher. Okay. Which I thought was funny, considering. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a cute movie, but. Yeah. Well, we may get around one time to watching it and discussing it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but, um. Anyway. The, um, we were talking about the, the amount of profanity in this film. Yeah. And it says it does hold the record for the most profanities in a Christmas film. Ah. So, I guess it... 
it must have somehow managed to beat It's a Wonderful Life, you know? Mm. And all those times Jimmy Stewart is dropping F-bombs. So, mm. you know, yeah. what can I say? I know what they don't play the drinking game to this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd die halfway through. Well, unless you're drinking water, don't do it. <laughs> or unless you're drinking like Billy Bob Thornton. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But, uh. Yeah, I, I thought the acting in this was really good too. Billy yeah. Bob is fantastic. Yeah, and the the guy playing the little kid, I'm trying to. Uh, oh, let me back up here so I can get his you name mean, right. You uh, mean Thurman? Yeah, Thurman Merman. Yeah, yeah, and Poor no kid. offense. Yeah, I was gonna say, but if you have a dad that names you Thurman and your last name is Merman, he needs to be taken out and slapped <laughs> repeatedly. Uh, Brett Kelly. Okay. Uh, was the kid. He was really good. I mean, he... You just didn't... You didn't see in his performance anywhere that he was acting. You know, it seemed like he was inhabiting that character. Yeah. I'm trying to see... Because I feel like I've seen him in something else before. So... I'm not sure what else he uh, has been in. Uh, uh, trick or see. treat? He's going to be in Bad to? Santa 2 as yeah. Thurman. High School, What Goes Up, Slapshot 3, Pathology, Trick or Treat, Masters of, uh, Masters of Horror, Which they're Just a Phase. That uh, Krampus is the new Trick or Treat. Hmm. No, Krampus was directed by the same guy who did Trick or Treat. Don't like me? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he doesn't have a long list of stuff. Yeah. But I know from multiple uh, things off of there. Yeah. Well, the only thing I've seen off this list is Bad Santa, so... Oh, he's in The Sandlot 2. Okay. And Unaccompanied Minors, but I think he fell asleep during that, so... Uh, I don't think I've actually seen it. I was watching it on NBC Family, like, uh, literally the other day. Oh, I probably fell asleep, but I know I've seen The Sandlot 2 somewhere. So... Yeah. I was just looking, he was uh, born in 93... So he's going to be 22 years old right now. So yeah, I'm not sure exactly what his role will be in uh, Bad Santa 2 because he sure can't play the kid any longer. Well, he's, it says he's playing Thurman Merman. Yeah, but I mean he can't. I know. I, I he I, can play the same role, but they're going to have to have him as you know up. They'll have to age him up yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, so the movie for next week. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. I will reveal next week. No, you you need you to tell to, them now. Yeah. But they were going to find out next week. No. no. Yes. No. Yes. No. I was going to drop a hint to help everyone along. What if they want to watch it before the episode? Yeah. Well, then I guess they're SOL. You know, keeping with the holiday spirit, you know, you got to have some surprises at Christmas. Yes. Uh-huh. But keep in mind that I have to put the posts up to announce what is coming up the next week and everything, yeah. too. It's kind of hard to do when you don't tell us what the movie is. You've really? held it this long. What's the friggin' movie? Yeah, but I'm going to hold it until next no. week. No. Hey, you are going to ride me on this one, aren't you? Yes. No, we are a BT like a dead horse spill. Well, this stems from something that 
Uh, Dad and I had... No. I don't know if we're talking about it on air or off air. I'm, I'm assuming it was off air. Because uh, I went to go show you the Warcraft trailer. Because yes. I had seen it. It's like, okay, this looks cool. Yeah. And you looked at it and go, this looks like a video game to me. Mind you, it's based off a video game. Yeah. And there was something else that I showed you along the way that was a movie or something. You're like, that looks like a video game to me. So I decided, well, why don't we just do a video game movie? Okay. Now, there's a multitude of them out there. Yeah, most of them suck. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, Tomb Raider wasn't that bad. I liked Tomb Raider. I will give you the first Tomb Raider as being watchable. Yeah. Uh, I will give you the Resident Evil movies as being, you know, watchable and relatively enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I will not concede <laughs> many others. <laughs> yeah, there's certain ones that I look at that and it's like, you know, no. Street Fighter sucked. Bloodroid I did like, but sucked. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of video game movies I wouldn't subject you guys to. Yeah. The Halo movies. No. Now, that... The live-action ones? Yes, I would subject you to. You just don't like it because you don't like Halo. I used to play Halo. Then I had issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Says the person who can't play Minecraft. Anyway. Anyway. But the video, but the movie for next week is a video game movie titled Wreck It Ralph. Oh, oh thank God! <laughs> I thought um, he was going to say Halo, and then I would have no. to knock him out of his chair. <laughs> yeah, I've had so many other really horrible. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> thoughts in mind. I was thinking of all the movies I had, and then I was like, then it clicked in my head. What if it's from Garvis's? <laughs> yeah, no, I would not subject you guys to, you know, uh, Super Mario Brothers or Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, because I watched Super Mario Brothers, and as a kid, loved it. Yeah. As an adult, I looked at it and went, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. I have a question to ask you guys. I already asked you, and I already know your answer. Do you consider Gremlins a Christmas movie? Gremlins takes place at Christmas, so it could be viewed as a Christmas movie. Gremlins is about little monsters, so it could be viewed as a Halloween movie. And Gremlins came out in May or June, so it can also be viewed as a summer blockbuster movie. And it's a Steven Spielberg film. It can also be viewed as a family movie. You know, it's one of those... That... But would you actually watch it during Christmas as a Christmas movie? Um, would I? Not normally. It, you know, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily uh, object to it as you know something to watch during the Christmas season. But if I was asked to, to name five Christmas movies to watch, it's not going to pop up, you know, in my list of movies that immediately come to mind for Christmas. Right. I just read someone that had a list up on YouTube and they list Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I was like, really? Well, Die Hard also takes place it's at an office Christmas. Christmas party. Yeah. You know? And at the end, the credits go up and it's 
things, let it snow. Right. Well, they play Christmas and Hollis yeah. during the movie. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, next week is, to get back on track here, next week is Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. I was I was hoping to hold it out until the start of the episode next week. But nah. Wouldn't have worked anyway because you'd have had to brought it from your house, which means Kayla would know what you had. No, no. Like, you sneaky little bastard. Yeah. yeah, well. I am a sneaky little bastard. Yeah. But either way, yeah. um, as I said, you know, we try to promote what we're doing uh, on the Twitter and on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah. And it's the highlighted words try. And it's kind <laughs> of hard to do so when you don't know what the movie is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we got the post up for Bad Santa. I know I did. I've been doing um, crap. Well, I've been having computer issues and yeah, um, where I've been on vacation up until the last Sunday. No, Friday. last Friday. Yeah, yeah. And we've had car issues all around. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't gotten a lot accomplished. Yeah, uh, as far as that stuff. But, but anyway, yeah. You know, I'll go in. I'll put up the thing for. Bad Santa, and I can put up a thing now for Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. And uh, Wreck-It Ralph's actually a movie I haven't seen and would like to see. So. Yeah, I knew you hadn't seen it, so... Yeah. I've seen bits of it where Sandy's right. played it for the kids and stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Kayla and I went and saw it in theaters. I remember. So... Yeah. And yeah. we can talk about this yeah. next week when yep. we're covering it. All right. So... Um, but I think for now, we're ready to wrap her up, don't you think? Yep. So uh, we'll see y'all next week, and goodbye. Bye. See ya.